Going to turn things over to Mr. Mark Weber for the first full hour of this morning's edition of Garden Talk. Good morning. Have you ever eaten flowers before in your in, in a salad? In a salad? Uh-huh. Don't know if I've ever ate them in a salad, but I'm sure I've eaten flower I've eaten flowers before. Well, in this edition of Garden Talk, when we go in the garden kitchen, we're actually going to talk about edible flowers and which species of plants that you can add into the landscape and get a little added punch in on your plate and so much more on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. The views and opinions expressed during this program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cox Media Group Ohio. This is WHIO's consumer warrior, Clark Howard. Beware scam artists in Dayton. I'll find you out. This is WHIO meteorologist, Kirsty Zantini. If weather breaks this hour, we will break it. And you're listening to an Ask the Expert weekend on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. And a good Saturday morning and happy spring to each and every one of you as we roll into what will be three fantastic hours of radio right here on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. And of course, if you've got a gardening question or you'd like to be part of this morning's broadcast, we've got uh, no less than uh, four open phone lines for you right now at 457-1290. That's 457 457- 1290 where you can be uh in, in the on the program we would love to hear from you today no matter um what your question may be i know that uh with the weather outside uh, it is progressing very very nicely and i know that there is a lot to do right now um as we begin this morning's broadcast i like to say welcome to spring it has been um, a very delightful one on many different fronts the weather has uh slowly but surely uh warmed up a little bit and but at the same time not to the point that we feel like we're in summer but it's still a little cold a little chilly outside and uh it's absolutely perfect for the progression of spring and you know a lot of times people don't may 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 or may not be aware of this but spring is a progression Spring is a time of the year when uh, we have things that bloom very early in the very beginning. And, and then we have mid-spring, and then we have late spring, and then we kind of slowly transition into, into summer. Um, in my home landscape right now, my tulips are in, and daffodils are in absolute stunning glory. I mean, just yesterday I spent some time working in the yard, and uh, I will tell you that it was a very delightful day to be in the yard. Um, and, uh, today we're going to be talking about a long laundry list of a lot of different ideas, but we're going to spend a lot of time helping you. And, and what we do here on garden talk folks is help you. Um, I'd love to talk to you about whatever your challenges are in your landscape right now. Maybe you have a challenge with weeds or maybe you have a challenge, um, with a particular tree or your lawn, or you maybe we talk about uh, plant selection. What are you going to add to your landscape uh, this spring? What new additions? Um, and so we want to talk a lot to you about is what we, what you need help with. I want to spend lots and lots of time today answering your questions at 457-1290. And for, this is the first time that you have ever tuned into Garden Talk. Let's kind of talk about what Garden Talk's all about. Uh, my name is Mark Weber. My held a couple degrees from Ohio State University in horticulture, and uh, I am also designated by the International Society of Arboriculture as a board-certified master arborist. Less than 2% of all the certified arborists in the world are board-certified masters, so I'm very proud of that designation. Um, I'm also designated in the United Kingdom as an M Arbor A, which is the second highest designation in arboriculture in the United Kingdom, and I'm also um, a tree risk assessment qualified arborist. I do spend a lot of my time helping people figure out why plants do what they do. I'm also designated by the American Society for the Horticultural Sciences as a certified professional horticulturalist. And there's, I think there's like 80 of us in the whole United States that practice. So um, when you call Garden Talk, you're getting more than anecdotal answers. You're getting expert analysis on how 
your situation is. You're getting world-class, and I'm really proud to say this, you're getting world-class advice for free. We are on the air from now until 9 a.m., and uh, there are a plethora of phone lines available at 457-1290. I'm part of a company based right here in Dayton, Ohio, called uh, Mark Weber's Landscaping. You can learn about our firm at uh, weberlandscaping.com, and uh, it can be part of, we'll be happy to help you with whatever your landscape or tree needs are, and we do a range of different horticulture and landscaping services as well. Um, as we begin this morning's broadcast, um, I'm going to have to tell you that uh, today may be a hard day for me. <laughs> uh, I lost a good friend and a good colleague, uh, just found out that he had passed away, um, and uh, today they're having his funeral, and I can't go because I have my commitments here today. Um, he was a guy who, uh, his name was Larry Hanks, and uh, he... Uh, was really instrumental in me becoming the professional that I am. Um, he practiced down in the Kentucky area. Larry was a unique guy, and uh, Larry really was um, a guy who um, brought a lot of insight into the world of, of, of arbor culture, and he made a lot of uh, young arborists at the time, like myself, really uh, become better at what we do. And a lot of my passion of um, talking about plants and my passion to talk to each and every one of you every week about your landscape um, was inspired by the one and only Mr. Larry Hanks. And uh, today, um, today is going to be kind of a rough day because I'm going to be thinking a lot about Larry and um, I will miss him. I will tell you that. 457-1290 is the number of the dial if you'd like to be part of this morning's broadcast. Also today at 6.30, and that's at the bottom of this hour, we're going to talk about how to pick and how to choose an arborist. And I, I'm going to go into a lot of detail with that issue. Um, it is by far one of the most dangerous professions in the world, but by far the one that uh, is sometimes easiest to get into and the one of the hardest to, to live out of. And I, I want to talk a lot about the dangers of being, a, of a, uh, being an arborist. And we're going to talk about uh, how to pick and choose an arborist. We're also today, when we go in the uh, Garden Talk kitchen, we are going to be doing something really fun today. We're going to talk about edible flowers. And I'm going to give you a long laundry list of different flowers that are completely edible. And you'd be surprised some of the different plants that you already have in your landscape that you've already got that are incredibly already edible that you can be eating in your yard. And, and I mean this. This is cool stuff. A lot of different cultures in the world use um, edible flowers in their cuisines. And here in the United States, I don't think we necessarily quite understand it because I don't think it because we can't fry it or or sculp it to death. <laughs> it's uh, unimaginable that you would ever want to eat a flower. But we're going to talk about um, how flowers have become quite the rage in many different cultures and how you should consider adding them into your landscape. I tell you what, yesterday also was a great day from the standpoint. Um, I planted some vegetables in my landscape. I planted some lettuce seeds. I planted some onions. I also planted some potatoes and I planted uh, four different varieties of potatoes in my landscape today. And I raised my potatoes in pots. Um, it's a lot easier for me to, to do that versus dig up part of the back 40. And I raise high quality vegetables in my pots. And we're going to talk a lot about container gardening today as well. And I added some color into some front porch pots as well to add a little bit of excitement into um, the landscape. So. For the next uh, three hours, ladies and gentlemen, we want to hear from you. 457-1290. That's 457-1290. And uh, we'll be doing so much that and so much more. When we come back, we'll be talking about uh, how to pick the right plant for the right place. And more so talking about the importance of soil testing um, and having a good day with you on the radio. On AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. 
It's an Ask the Experts weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news weather and traffic station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Wild birds unlimited. They're on their way. Hummingbirds will be here soon, so have your feeders out and ready by April 15th. Hummingbirds are truly amazing. They migrate as far away as South America in the fall, and the same bird will find its way back to your feeder this spring. Did you know that hummingbirds can fly up to 60 miles per hour, hover like a helicopter, fly backwards, and even upside down? Stop in and learn more about helping hummingbirds this spring at Wild Birds Unlimited in Kettering at the corner of Far Hills and Stroop. Baby boomers have shared their frustration about how much tax they pay. Let me reverse that for you and put the emphasis on saving taxes. This is Chuck Oliver, founder of the Hidden Wealth Solution, and I've been helping clients for over two decades to get their retirement on track and avoid the tax traps. Daily, I see clients paying taxes needlessly instead of maximizing their financial future. Learn how to save unnecessary tax and optimize your retirement. Visit retirementprotected.com, retirementprotected.com. Hi, this is Wesley with Everybody Fitness, and we are extending our offer for a free 30-day membership. That's right. You can still check us out free for 30 days with no purchase necessary. We have eight locations with tons of equipment, rows of cardio, and group fitness classes. We also have free childcare and free tanning. You can even do your cardio in our movie theater. Also, most of our clubs are open 24 hours, so don't wait. Get your free 30-day membership by stopping in or check us out online at everybodyfitness.com. Electrical issues in the home can be dangerous. Call A. Able today and have a skilled electrician repair any of your home electrical problems. Call A. Able for panel upgrades, ceiling fans, ground fault protection, even electric car charging stations. We have great deals on emergency backup generators for Ohio's storm season. Always fair prices, always a live voice. Call 434-4343. I'm calling A. Able because it's always something around here. It's springtime in the Miami Valley, and that means driving kids to and from sports practice and school activities. Our reporters are working around the clock to keep your family safe on the roads and to provide important weather updates from Storm Center 7. Here on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Hi, everybody. It is 619, 19 minutes after 6 o'clock. Let's check out. The updated weather forecast from News Center 7. Mostly sunny skies to start off the morning. Low temperatures around the mid-40s will climb into the middle 60s for a high with clouds increasing as we go throughout the day today. Showers expected to return in the overnight hours and a chance for showers and some thunderstorms as we go into Sunday. The best chance for strong to severe thunderstorms occurring in the afternoon. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. A current scan of the new live Doppler HG7 radar uh, shows uh, 46 degrees and up, up at the airport, 49 in Springboro, 45 in Wilmington. On the station um, that you depend on for weather, traffic, and news, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. The Miami Valley's only radio station for 24-hour breaking news, weather, and traffic. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. And a happy spring morning to each and every one of you. And if we can assist you with whatever your gardening chores may be or your challenges may may be in your brain or wherever they may be, I have got an open line for you at at 457-1290. That's 457-1290. That'll put you in the Master Control Studios. And uh, Javon is our executive producer extraordinaire today, and he'll be more than happy to uh, put you on the air with me, and I'll be happy to help you with whatever your your challenges may be. May it be growing grass or growing a lawn or maybe growing flowers. Um, We're happy to to talk to each and every one of you. I want to talk a little bit about pruning this time of year. of all the things that we can do to a plant that makes it strong or makes it weak, it's pruning. And uh, a lot of times pruning is thought as more of a method of control than anything else. And the reality is, is that uh, pruning in many ways is probably one of the best ways to manage a plant, but also the best way to kill a plant. And uh, we're gonna talk a little bit about the types of pruning, particularly with shrubbery this time of year. And first of all, if you've got plants that bloom in the summer months, and those are ones that, uh, for example, like most of our spireas, 
Um, or if you've got barberry or if you've got burning bush, uh, those kind of plants this time of year can be stool pruned. And what that means is, is that you can take a plant that's maybe six feet tall or 10 feet tall or 12 feet tall or in that height range. And you can reduce the overall length of that plant by selectively cutting it to the ground. Um, and we call that so stool pruning. And by doing so, all the energy that was destined to be in all those buds and parts of the plant um, that you just removed will be concentrated into just a few buds and you'll get this plant that shoots right out of the dirt and it will look spectacular. Um, it's a good way to reduce the size of it, but more so it's a good way to rejuvenate it. Um, I'm going to tell you, my house, I have a, a lilac garden, a very extensive collection of, of French hybrid lilacs. And uh, I planted them. They did really well for probably nearly a decade. And then they started to fizzle a little bit. So I came in and I actually reduced the height of all of my lilacs to approximately six inches. And they regrew from the bottom up. And I will tell you what, this spring, they're all about chest high. And uh, they are all got absolutely spectacular flowers that are about ready to pop open and put on quite a show here in the next uh, week, week or two or so. So the bottom line is it's a great way to rejuvenate plants, but more so it's a great way to um, rebuild plants as well. 457-1290 is the number of the dial if you'd like to be part of this morning's broadcast. We have an open line for you. If you would like to also join us live, you can join us at gardentalkblog.com. That's gardentalkblog.com. That'll put you uh, right into the Garden Talk blog uh, room. And we actually do live interactive chat every Saturday morning. And I uh, would love to have you join us there. If you got a gardening question, you can talk to me. Rich is usually in there and a few other folks who have listened to the program from the beginning of time. <laughs> and uh, we would always love to hear your voices today at 457-1290. That's 457-1290. I want to talk next a little bit about plant selection and plant placement. Um, Growing plants is, can be quite a, an enjoyable thing in life, but also um, it's one of those things where I will tell you um, it's important for all of us to realize that planting a plant um, in the wrong place can be the death of that plant. And what I mean by that is many plants are very specific about the site and soil and uh, conditions in which they like to grow. And if you put the wrong plant, the right plant in the wrong place, it will probably likely struggle and not make it. So it's important to know the soil conditions in which you have where you live. And you can do that simply by a soil test. And soil test will uh, determine the availability of pH. They will also uh, determine the availability of nutrients and more so give you kind of a range of the types of plants that you can add into your landscape. And uh, I will tell you that by doing so, you will uh, um, be very successful and be able to put the right plant in the right place. 457-1290. That's 457-1290 if you'd like to be part of this morning's broadcast, we would love to have you as well. Also, I'd like to share with all of you that uh, we're here to answer your questions at 457-1290. And uh, we would also tell you what, for the next uh, two hours and 30 minutes, we'll be happy to take your calls um, as well. 457-1290. That's 457-1290. And uh, Javon? I have no assistant producer that works. <laughs> if you can just whisper in my ear who's on line one, I'll talk to who's on line one. <laughs> Sorry. Who's on line one? Mitch? Okay, let's go talk to Mitch. All right. Mitch, good morning. Good morning. Morning, Mitch. How can we help you? Well, I've got moss in the grass. I guess it's moss. Yeah green you know it looks like moss how do i get rid of it well first question how much sun or shade do you have have mitch 
Uh, not too much, really. Is it full sun? Uh, partial. Partial. I mean, there's some trees, but it's not really shaded. Yeah, but you know, this is the thing. And I know a lot of times nobody wants to hear this, but let's kind of talk about it, okay? Um, grass is what? A full sun plant or a partial sun plant? I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> it's a full sun plant, okay? So, okay. And, and a tree is what? Full sun plant. Most trees are full sun plants, right? Yep. And one's bigger than the other, right? Yes, sir. And one's got a much more extensive root system than the other, right? <laughs> yeah. So a lot of times moss grows under shady conditions. And also I will tell you that a lot of times moss, to me, when I see it in a full sun site... Um, is a direct indicator that you've got a poorly um, um, neutralized soil, meaning the soil hasn't been, the site's not been properly fertilized. So when's the last time we did a soil test? Never. So let's, let's kind of do this. Think of it this way. Um, if you were to go to the family doctor or the, or the physician, they're going to do di- diagnose you, right? So you need to diagnose why you can't grow grass. <laughs> okay. So it, well, it begins with there's just moss in there. Yeah, and 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 this is where you have to realize is you have to outwit the moss. And what I mean by outwit the moss is you've got to figure out what the soil soil conditions are. You've got to figure out what the light conditions are. And once you can conquer the light and conquer the soil, then there's likelihood you'd be able to grow something there. And I give you an example. I got part of my landscape that has was in grass, been in grass for over 15 years. And eventually where I planted the grass was surrounded by a fairly large plantings of trees. And the trees have slowly but surely wiped out the grass. Okay. So, Mark understands this, so Mark is never going to try to grow grass here again. But you know what I'm going to put into that area? I'm going to uh, put in a tree I, or a shade plant. I am putting in a whole shade garden. I'm going to be putting in hostas and heliboris and a number of other um, shade plants that I want to make it into this most beautiful drift of shade. So understanding the site, understanding the soil, understanding the light really does matter. Thanks for your call and have a great weekend here on Garden Talk on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. When the Miami Valley gets hit with breaking news, severe weather, or traffic tie-ups, depend on us for up-to-the-minute information. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. This is the station Dayton turns to first for live team coverage of breaking news. WHIO Dayton Springfield. Your news starts now. Depend on it. It's 6.30. I'm Jonah Adi with a WHIO News Update. Our top story we're following this morning, working to learn more from the scene of a fatal crash in Preble County last night that left two people dead. Beautiful weather out there today, but another round of storms is on the way. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag. Your exclusive WHIO forecast is coming up. Well, WHIO triple team traffic, getting a current look at those service streets and the major freeways throughout the Miami Valley. We aren't seeing any major new accidents out there at this time. Nothing in the last half hour. And it is our top story in Preble County. Two people are dead after a head-on crash last night on State Route 122. Troopers say the impact sent both cars to opposite sides of the road. We learned the two people killed were males. The crash happened around 8.30 last night, shutting down traffic in both directions on State Route 122 and Shaw Road. That's WHIO's John Tisdall with, Tim, with team coverage. Right now, still working to learn the names and the ages of the two people who were killed in that crash. We're told a third passenger was taken to the hospital by care flight last Last night, we'll be following this story and we'll bring updates as we get them. Well, it's another story we've been following. A man accused of killing his girlfriend two days before his 18th birthday will have to wait a while longer to stand trial. Trendell Goodwin's murder trial is now set for September 16th after a judge agreed to a change of defense attorney. Goodwin is accused of fatally shooting LaShonda Childs during an argument last October. WHIO's Ron Otto says the trial was supposed to start this Monday. 
Well, Butler Township Police releasing a video of a traffic stop that appears to show an officer accidentally firing his gun. This happening Wednesday afternoon as the officer tried to get a driver who he had pulled over out of his car. Officer John Porter said that 19-year-old Russell Higgins was not listening to his orders and was putting him and himself in a dangerous situation after he had been driving recklessly. Reportedly, that shot happened when Higgins had tried to or the uh, porter rather tried to transfer his gun from one hand to the other. Higgins was taken into custody. The report says that a uh, porter reports that Higgins had placed himself and the officer in a dangerous situation. No one was hurt. Let's get a look at the most accurate and dependable forecast from meteorologist Jesse Mag. Mostly sunny skies to start off the morning. Low temperatures around the mid 40s will climb into the middle 60s for a high with clouds increasing as we go throughout the day today. Showers expected to return in the overnight hours and a chance for showers and some thunderstorms as we go into Sunday. The best chance for strong to severe thunderstorms occurring in the afternoon. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WH. In the latest scan of the Doppler 7 radar, looking all clear at this time in the Miami Valley. Still looking for that sunrise from our studio here on South Main Street in Dayton, but it looks like a beautiful start to the day from what we can see so far. 43 degrees in Troy, 45 in Springfield, 46 here in Dayton. Pleasantly cool on this Saturday at 633. I'm Jonah Adi, WHIO Continuing News. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow. For the longest time, I've wanted to come out with the world's most comfortable bed sheets, but up until now I haven't been able to find anything that held up to my high standards. I finally found the best cotton in the world in a region where the Sahara Desert, the Nile River, and the Mediterranean Sea all come together to create the ideal weather conditions for growing cotton. My new Giza Dream bed sheets are made with this long staple cotton and I guarantee they'll be the most comfortable sheets you'll ever own. The first night you sleep on my sheets, you'll never want to sleep on anything else. Hi, this is Larry Hanskin, and Mike is right. These sheets are amazing. I love them. So go to MyPillow.com, click on the Giza Dream Sheet Special, use the promo code WHIO, you'll get 30% off and free shipping. That's 30% off free shipping. Use the promo code WHIO. You can also call 1-800-320-1481. Hi, Pete Kasuja here in Old North Dayton, where my wife Shirley and I started our garden center in 1963, and now we have customers who come to us every year from Ohio, Kentucky, and Indiana. The reason for such loyalty is because they know that we have thousands of shade trees, fruit trees, weeping trees, dwarf trees, evergreens, and flowering shrubs, all ready to load. We also have 16 greenhouses where we grow thousands of bonsai trees and indoor plants and garden plants, berry and fruit plants, and don't forget our green mat grass seed. So today, mow in May. We're about a mile east of the Stanley Avenue exit on I-75, so come out to 1309 Brant Pike and be dazzled. This is Clark Howard here on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. You own an Amazon Echo? When you get home, tell Alexa to play WHIO. You're listening to Garden Talk on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Now it's time to go into the garden with Mark Weber, a weekly tip to help your garden grow. An arborist, by any definition, is described as an individual that's trained in the art, the science, the caring for, and the maintaining of trees. Arborists are knowledgeable about the needs of trees, and they are trained about the improper equipment use as well. Arborists are important in our society because they are tree doctors. They look out for the well-being of trees in the landscape. But to be a qualified arborist, you need to undergo specialized training for the understanding of how to fertilize, how to prune, how to assess plants that have been damaged by humans, by insects, and disease. There's arborists who do nothing but consulting on issues of diagnosis and tree appraisal and other issues, while there's arborists that cut and remove parts of trees. See, the thing is, 
You don't want to hire a door knocker. You don't want to hire a guy who comes to your door and tells you that your trees are sick or in trouble. You want to hire people that are certified and people that are qualified. And you will find yours at websites like treesforohio.org and treesaregood.org. You see, being an arborist is more than saying, I'm an arborist. It means that you've been vetted, means that you've been tested, and more so means that you are qualified. You've been into the garden with Mark Weber. Phone lines are open for your gardening questions. Call Mark now at 457-1290. Here's the gardening guru, Mark Weber, on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. 457-1290 is the number of the dial if you would like to be part of Garden Talk. And uh, you can find your certified arborist at treesaregood.org or also Ohio for Trees treesforohio.org, which are both really great websites for anybody that needs help with their landscape or their trees. And without, before we go talk to Mr. Rich, let's go talk to Kathy on line two. And good morning, Kathy. Welcome to Garden Talk. Happy spring. Hi, how are you doing? I'm, I am having a day that uh, I, I, I choose to have, which is a good day. Good. So, so how can wonderful. I help how can I help you, Kathy? Yes, I have a uh, weeping cherry tree, mm-hmm. and uh, I noticed uh, that it has a split mm-hmm. up and down. Uh, I call it the back of it because I got it planted facing the road, and this is the back towards me, you know, or towards our house, mm-hmm. rather. And it runs all the way from the top where it sprinkles out, the limbs sprinkle out down to the base. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just wondered if there is anything I can do about that or what is it? And I thought maybe it wasn't going to bloom out, but it did. Good. And it leafed out. Does it bloom yellow? Does it bloom pink or bloom white? Uh, white. Okay. So you have one of the one of the weeping snow fountain type of... Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, keep in mind that the, the cherry family is incredibly susceptible to something called bark splitting. Okay. And that's related to a number of different factors. But the big thing is, is the, 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 the what they call the cambium and the phloem, which is the area just beneath the bark, um, for all intents and purposes at some point in time, um, wasn't hardened off enough. And then we got a cold snap and that area froze and then thawed and froze and then basically exploded. Yeah. <laughs> so, but the cool thing about trees is, and, and, and kind of we're going to talk a little bit about how they manage this problem. Um, trees have been around a long time, right? Right. And they live really long lives, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. The difference between trees and human beings is human beings, if our skin gets cut, it heals, right? Right. Trees don't heal. Right. Trees seal, meaning that the tree will actively try to close that wound shut so that the tree can compartmentalize and block water and fungus and bacteria from going into that into that area and attacking um, the cellulose beneath the, uh, the bark of the tree. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. So trees are made up of wood, and what holds them up is the wood. So it's kind of like your house. If your house, you know, has wood trim on it, and, and you don't paint it, or you don't cover it or protect it, it what what does it do? It decays, right? Right. Yeah. Trees are the same way. So what you've got to do with that tree is you've got to give it ample amount of water, ample amount of fertilization if it needs it, and ample amount of proper care, so that the tree can seal its problems away. So what I would suggest you do is have an ISA, it's an International Society of Arboriculture Certified Arborist, do an inspection on this tree Mm -hmm. and figure out how you can enhance the plant's ability to seal its wounds shut. Oh, okay. Does does that make sense? Yeah. And sometimes we arborists will also um, do something called bark scoring which we can speed up the process in which those uh, the, the, the cambium can regenerate and actually seal the wound shut. 
Okay. Does that make sense to you? Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, I hope you have a good day. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Thank you, ma'am. Have a great day. Thanks for calling Garden Talk. Uh-huh. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Four, five, seven, 1290. Let's talk to your friend and mine. Hey, Rich Pearson. Good morning. Good morning, Mark Weber. How are you? <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to have a really good day. I, I have a lot of uh, sadness in my heart today, so I'm just trying to be more positive as I possibly, possibly can. So, Oh, that's the best process to start the day with at any time yeah yeah my condolences but i do hope your uh your grief heals quickly into glad memory oh he was such a great guy oh my goodness you know he was a guy that um we gave the shirt off his back to you know (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah and he was the type of guy that um loved to talk about plants you know (laughs) Just a great arborist in all different ways, shapes, and forms. So so let's talk a little bit about patience. It's not dead yet. <laughs> yeah, patience by strong suit. <laughs> this has been a year so far of learning about that. Yeah. Yes, I've had a number of questions about this, and, and I fully understand because we get warm weather and we think everything is coming up literally roses you know it's mm-hmm. a we think spring is now an ethel merman event and uh it's just it takes some time for some things so just because we've had even 80 degree weather so far it doesn't mean that everything is above ground yet or everything is breaking bud yet right and we just have to understand there are some things that are very late to emerge but they will catch up and so the the hardest thing for some gardeners is to realize, you know, to think that it just because you don't see it above ground or just because you don't see a leaf starting to emerge, it's not dead. Mm-hmm. And there are a number of ways to figure it out. You can very gently, there are perennials that are very slow to emerge. Um, I think I highlighted a gas plant and uh, also hibiscus and some of the ornamental grasses. Very gently, just Dig around with your finger. Don't use a tool because you're likely to cause some injury, but with your finger, you can dig around right around the top of the crown, and you'll probably find that emerging bud point just below the surface, and that, that's an indication the plant's alive. It's going to be fine. Just leave it alone. <laughs> Give it maybe a week or two, and it'll be above ground. Yes, and you know, <laughs> this is what's, you know, this is a lot of times happens in these matters is that we have variable, what to call variable soil temperatures. And you can be in one part of the landscape, and it can be 45 degrees, and another part of the landscape, it can be 50. And a lot of times that is influenced by rocks or stones or driveways and, and, and anything else that may be radiating heat one way or the other. And so you'll have shade cast from a building or, or you know, right. a layer of mulch or something. Right. Like you can have all, you know, you have variability in, in soil temperature. And, and, and soil temperatures have um, a lot of triggering devices that affect the, the, the ability of plants to begin to grow. And what triggers plants to grow this time of year are these raging hormones of, you know, gibberellins and auxins. And, and they are triggered by soil temperatures in many cases. And uh, you very well may have a place that uh, those, those triggers haven't gone off yet. And so you may have some delay in, uh, in, in bud break. And, 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 and I, I see it in the turf grass world uh, this, this week at my landscape. I mowed my grass last week and parts of my lawn were like growing gangbusters and other parts were slow. And I can tell you, I think it was related to soil temperature. So, uh, yeah, man. and I think probably what is of the greatest concern is are the woody plants, trees and shrubs, and mm-hmm. even some of the woody vines that are slow to break bud, and they're in the greatest danger right now of being removed. Uh, uh, I have a catalpa in my front yard, I think the thing's beautiful. I actually it was a rescue a year ago, mm-hmm. and it's um, 
one of the the burgundy leaf ones. Uh-huh. For all intents and purposes, it looks dead. I mean, because the buds. But are that's one of so one of the last late last uh, leaf out plants there are in the on in the in the, in the Midwest, Rich. Well, yeah, yeah. And then, um, the trumpet vine mm-hmm. is also another one, and. Just because there aren't leaves or buds showing doesn't mean that they're dead. And uh, mm-hmm. I had a, a lengthy conversation with someone the other day. I wrote about that in the blog. And what I suggested was to just take a, a, you know, if you have a sturdy thumbnail or maybe a very small pen knife or something and very gently scrape a small bit of the uh, stem. And if you see green, then you just need to take a breath, step back, <laughs> and wait a week or two. Patience, patience, patience. Well, Rich, I think we are all so abundantly in doubt, you know. (laughs) Rich, as always, thank you so much. It's time for us to go in the garden kitchen, but I also want to say thank you, and I hope you have a great and glorious day because we're going to talk about edible flowers next. Wow. Pansies. Pansies are edible. Yes, they are. I'm not ready to give a list. It will be a daunting list to say the least, of what you can eat in the garden. Rich, take good care of you. Let's go into the garden kitchen. You're listening to Garden Talk with Mark Weber on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Now it's time to go into the garden kitchen with Mark Weber, a weekly tip to improve your kitchen table. You know, folks, when you hear this, a lot of people go, he's saying, What? Yeah, I'm going to talk a little bit about a really interesting topic called edible flowers. Now, yes, flowers that you plant can give you beautiful color in the landscape and absolutely excellent accent. But a lot of the very things that we plant in our landscape, ladies and gentlemen, can be eaten. And I'm going to give you a list. Tuberous begonias, the flowers can be eaten. Wax leaf begonias, their flowers can be eaten. Calendula, their flowers can be eaten. Carnations, their flowers can be eaten. Clover, their flowers can be eaten. Chrysanthemums, their flowers can be eaten. The list goes on and on and on and on. And even hibiscus, its flowers can be eaten. And even impatience, its flowers can be eaten. Violas and, and even lilacs. And even the linden tree's flowers can be eaten. You see, folks, flowers can be more than just beauty and color. They can also add garnish to your to your kitchen's t- table uh, meals. The thing is, is the very things that we grow in, many times in the landscape are edible and can be eaten. Let's make sure the ones that you pick are edible and, are, and the ones that you can't eat aren't. For that list, you can check it out at GardenTalkBlog.com. But remember, you can plant a garden for beauty, and you can also plant a garden for simple food. You've been into the Garden Kitchen with Mark Weber. Phone lines are open for your questions now, 457-1290. Here's the garden guru, Mark Weber, on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. 457-1290 is the number of the dial. If you'd like to be part of Garden Talk, we would love to hear from you. 457-1290. That's 457-1290. More Garden Talk will continue after this on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Dayton and Springfield Station for 24-hour news, weather, and traffic. And our Ask the Expert weekends. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Wild Birds Unlimited. They're on their way. Hummingbirds will be here soon, so have your feeders out and ready by April 15th. Hummingbirds are truly amazing. They migrate as far away as South America in the fall, and the same bird will find its way back to your feeder this spring. Did you know that hummingbirds can fly up to 60 miles per hour? Hover like a helicopter, fly backwards, and even upside down. Stop in and learn more about helping hummingbirds this spring at Wild Birds Unlimited in Kettering at the corner of Far Hills and Stroop. 
David Cemetery offers many options for your cremation, from niches in our mausoleums and columbariums to a ground burial in our traditional grave spaces or scattering in our remembrance circle. Like traditional burial, placing a cremation in a columbarium or mausoleum niche offers family and friends a physical location for memorialization. For more information, call 937-434-2255 or go to davidcemetery.com. David Cemetery, generations of care. Travis Mannion Foundation unites communities to strengthen America's national character by empowering veterans and families of fallen heroes to develop and lead future generations. Through their 9-11 Heroes Run 5K race series, TMF unites communities across the country and around the world to honor the sacrifices of September 11th and the war since. Register to walk, run, or rock at a race near you or as a virtual runner by visiting 911heroesrun.org. That's 911heroesrun.org. In 2007, Marine First Lieutenant Travis Mannion was killed in Iraq after saving his wounded teammates. Travis's legacy lives on through the words he spoke before his final deployment, if not me, then who? Words that today fuel the spirit of Travis Mannion Foundation. And through TMF, these words can live in you too. Show the world what you're made of, because character is invisible until it's not. Find out how you can strengthen the character of your community alongside empowered veterans, families of the fallen, and inspired civilians at travismanion.org. Busy weekend, WHIO listeners. Make sure to check back Monday morning for traffic and weather every six minutes and the latest local breaking news on Miami Valley's Morning News with Larry Hansgen, right here on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news weather and traffic station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Good morning, everybody, and uh, welcome to Garden Talk. Let's check out the updated weather forecast from News Center 7. Mostly sunny skies to start off the morning. Low temperatures around the mid-40s will climb into the middle 60s for a high with clouds increasing as we go throughout the day today. Showers expected to return in the overnight hours and a chance for showers and some thunderstorms as we go into Sunday. The best chance for strong to severe thunderstorms occurring in the afternoon. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. A current scan of the new live Doppler HG7 radar shows overcast sky conditions. We're resting at 46 uh, delightful degrees here in uh, by the airport, 45 in Springfield, only 39 in Urbana, 45 in uh, Wilmington on the station uh, that you depend on for weather. Traffic and news, AM 1290 and news 95.7 WHIO. It's our Ask the Experts weekend on the Miami Valley radio station with breaking news, weather and traffic, AM 1290 and news 95.7 WHIO. 457-1290 is the number to dial if you would uh, like to be part of Garden Talk. I would love to talk to you today at 457-1290 next hour of garden talk we'll be having our good friend randy tischer from green velvet sod farms join us we're also going to be spending a lot of time in the next uh, hour or two talking about plant selection and also talking about uh, a lot of great tips and uh, we're going to talk next a little bit about tree placement about right tree right place and a lot of times uh, this time of year people um, love to go out and just shop for plants and put them in the ground and, 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 and plant, hope that they grow in the place that we plant them. And one of the biggest challenges is, is when it comes to trees, um, trees are wonderful. Trees are great, but also trees can get big <laughs> and, uh, trees can be put in the wrong place and end up being, um, um, a problem. They can become a nuisance on a lot of different, uh, um, a lot of different uh, situations. So let's kind of talk through about what we need to do when we select a tree for the right place and the right plant. First of all, you know, trees can add function to the landscape, more so. Trees can add um, beautiful designs to the landscape. But keep in mind that trees grow and get large. And so it's important that when you are selecting and choosing a tree and planting it in the ground, that you go through some important steps. And uh, you need to think about how you want it to shade, where you want it to shade, but more so its placement in the landscape. And if it's going to compete with things like overhead 
conductors like electrical wires. You don't want to plant trees where they're going to be in the middle of electrical wires um, because the bottom line is they are going to be pruned a lot and it may not be good for their health. Also, do you have enough adequate rooting space for a tree? Um, keep in mind that uh, trees take a lot of soil to uh, grow and establish themselves. But also along with that as well, be sure that make sure that you select and choose trees that are adequate for your site. And you can do that so through soil testing and more so through uh, um, working with a qualified arborist or horticulturalist about uh, adding the right tree into the right place. And also keep in mind that trees don't live forever. A lot of times because of their site that they've been placed into, like between a sidewalk and a curb, um, they may have run out of soil volume, meaning there may not be enough soil volume to um, adequately support that tree long term, which will cause it to get sick and die. Anyway, you cut it, selection, where you site it, as well as the type of tree that you plant will have major benefits for your landscape, but more so may have negativity to your landscape as well if you don't select and choose the right plant in the right place. 457-1290 if you'd like to be part of this morning's broadcast. There's an open line for you if you've got a gardening question. Also, I want to share with you that we will be doing a What Plant I Am in the last hour of Garden Talk today. And that's where we're giving away a $25 gift card to Nolwood because they're gardeners like you and I. And uh, I will promise you it will be a hard one. <laughs> it will be a hard one. Um, also today we're going to be talking uh, to John Scott at the bottom of the hour, at bottom of the 830 hour as well. And uh, we'll be talking to him out at Nolwood. And by the way, this is their garden party weekend, which ought to be a blast. If you got some, need something to do, head on out to Nolwood because they're going to have a lot of fun this weekend as well. 457-1290 is the number of the dial if you'd like to be part of this morning's broadcast. I'll tell you what, we've got about a minute before we head into the newsroom, so it's about time to wrap up this hour of Garden Talk. Um, give us a call at 457-1290. The line's actually, somebody's calling now. Maybe that could be you at 457-1290. We'll be talking more about everything in your landscape, including all of your questions at 457-1290. And uh, during the week, if you ever need help with your landscape or your trees um, or your lawn, you can give my office a call at area code 937-835-835. 3381. More garden talk will continue after this on AM 1290 and News 957 WHIO. From our downtown Dayton McAfee Heating and Air Studios, WHIO AM Dayton, WHIO FM Pleasant Hill, a Cox Media Group station.